Welcome to the Waffle Shop Podcast with me, Taylor James. This is the podcast that gets people waffling about their mental health, coping mechanisms, life's minor inconveniences, and the music that soundtracks it all. So join me as I open up shop and have a waffle. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Welcome to another episode of the Waffle Shop podcast. Today, I'm joined by, I'm going to say, by one of my favorite people. It's Julius what? Cowdery. One of your favorite Welcome. people? Well, yeah. Oh, this is me. I, I like when people have a bit of a musical background. They they promote kind of like wellness and kind of taking care of yourself, especially when it comes to us men. Like, we're a nightmare. So when those kind of two worlds collide, I mean, I wouldn't have the podcast if... I didn't have that kind of outlook of with my mental health and music. So I'd not like it when they yeah. collide. Yeah. I mean, music is, is definitely my, my greatest therapy for sure. And you're right. Men are just, just very bad at being vulnerable. So the fact that you're talking about that also, I love, that's why I wanted to come on and um, I'm doing my best to constantly be as vulnerable as I can. So maybe, maybe, maybe it'll create a bit more momentum for other, other men to, to do exactly the same. I think so. I kind of wish this, these kind of conversations were, I mean, they probably were being had when kind of like we went through like the, like the kind of the dark times. Um, but I just wasn't aware of, aware of them. So now I get to do this with people who have generally kind of made a bit of an impact who kind of, even when I'm having a bad day, like I'll see a post or something. I'm like, ah, oh, okay. I'm not on my own when like feeling like this. So yeah. I would like, I mean, obviously we've still got a long way to go, but like, I feel like we're moving in the right direction with this kind of stuff. Yeah, I think there's still the I I still think there's a the, the reason why I think there's still this sort of this that stiff upper lips sort of attitude is because I think I still think that old generation are promoting it. I think more and more sort of the 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 next generations are coming through are being more vulnerable and open to to actually talking about their stuff. 
Yeah. But I think the biggest problem is that people feel alone and they don't feel like anyone's feeling the same. I think social media is a, is a massive cause of that. Yeah. And obviously movies and whatever, because you're looking at this, whatever, you don't want to follow stuff that makes you feel low. So you follow all the stuff that makes you feel lifted. But as a result of watching, look at all the stuff that makes you feel lifted, you compare your life to the lifted. And yes. if you're having a bad day, you're automatically going, well, no one's the same as me, but actually everyone is the same. Everyone. Everyone's winging yeah. it. <laughs> everyone's struggling at some point and everyone is winging and everyone's trying to work it out. But when you're in it, you feel very lonely in it, which is, and, and I think that's the, I think just having these conversations, promoting others to have conversations, talking to people is, I think that's the best thing you can do to kind of feel more comfortable that you're not the only one. For sure. I love that. And this is exactly why I wanted to waffle with you. Waffle, I love it. I actually, I'm actually really hungry right now, so I'd love a waffle. <laughs> I know, I feel really bad. That's, that's me, I, try, I say it all the time, but like the amount of people think that this is like a food podcast. Like it's, <laughs> I feel like I disappoint a lot of people <laughs> straight away. Wait, you're, you're not sending me a waffle right now? Is it not a couriered waffle no, to my house? No, I've discussed this with so many people and there's quite a few people, like the bigger names that we've had on the show like pop big big pop stars and they're like oh you should do this you should do this and it's like well you could help me out but mm. i'm not gonna go i'm not gonna point any fingers that's not point not this morning nope i'm pointing at you ed sheeran um anyway <laughs> i start each one of my shows with something called the weekly waffle and it's something that is quite minor but it gets on my nerves and hopefully when I talk to my guests about it, it makes me feel better. Now I might be talking to the wrong person here considering where you've just been. I mean, I might be speaking to the right person about this considering where you've just been. But the thing that's really winding me up at the moment is how goddamn cold it is. Okay. Are you being a bit of a Scrooge? The only no, I'm not being a Scrooge. I just, I cannot remember it ever being this cold. Okay, it is. It is. Uh, can we swear on this podcast? Absolutely. Okay, it's fucking cold. It is. It is really cold, and for some reason, last night my my radiator turned off or something, and I'm in bed shivering. What? I can't remember shivering in my own house. Now, I I agree, it's really cold. But then I also, when it started to snow, I did feel Christmassy and festive. Yeah. So I think. I mean, I'm wearing. I'm a cold person. When I go outside, my hands. What is it? How do you call rainoids? Um. I have no idea. What's that thing when your your hands go white? My fingers, and I'm sure people listening to this get the same, go white in the cold. Yeah. And then I can't feel them. So I have to wear like four or five layers. I'm wearing gloves. Wow. I'm wearing beanie. I look like I'm ready for, you know, for the, the Arctic. Winter Olympics. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but are you, you're not, you're a summer person, clearly, right? You, you oh, love- absolutely. I was, I'm, yeah. I'm destined to be living on a beach somewhere. Mm. Okay. So why aren't you? Oh, don't, don't do that. <laughs> No, don't. We're not going to do that this early we're, on. We're not. We're not switching it to you. <laughs> no. Um, well, okay. What's the ideal scenario there? Would it, for you, for you, would it be like spending half the time in UK, London, and then the other just jetting off to Barbados? What, what's going you know, on? I don't know. I've. I just always want a different because of when all I did all this work on like myself and like my mental health, and I was like breaking things down in terms. Of, okay, why am I feeling a certain way? A huge part of it, and to this is one of the things I did want to talk to you about. One of the things that really pinpointed it for me is my environment. Now, I've been on holidays, and I mean, it takes me a good few days to kind of relax when I do go away, but then it feels like a weight has been lifted. 
and it's that that I'm really kind of looking forward to like next year about like making plans of maybe home isn't quite home anymore and it's took me to get to this point where actually well home is anywhere that I will make it home Mm. So that's what I'm toying with at the moment. Because I'd quite happily like just sack this all off and just go and teach someone someone to surf or something. Right, I, mean, I can't surf, but like I'd I'd learn. And then you'd learn and then you'd teach other and then you'd teach others to learn. Yeah. But then would you be fulfilled? I don't know. I think, I this think is the always... this is the conversation, isn't it? Is I don't think I don't have any of us ever actually fulfilled. Oh, I... <laughs> Well, considering like I think we're driven by purpose, and as soon as, and and reaching that, reaching that fulfillment, you'd lose purpose, right? So then, do you not just search for more fulfillment? So is it is it not just like it's a never-ending sort of web of trying to find whatever you're trying to find, but actually the truth is you just got to enjoy that moment. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I I just think it's I think I'm I'm the same by the way. Like I I'm I I get to. Yeah, about now, and I go, why the hell do I live six months and six <laughs> months abroad? Why don't I live six months abroad? Interestingly, though, now this I I was away in Bali, fortunately, for about five six weeks, yeah. um, and I was filming out there, and, and that was cool. But do you know what? After about two and a bit weeks, I missed my core, yeah. family, friends. I missed my routine, and now now I know I was obviously I was working out there and I was filming out there, and I, I mean. It's, it's hard to say that's work because it's compared to a majority, but we we're out there filming. Yeah. Um, which is amazing. I felt so lucky to be there and to be doing that. But at the same time, two and a half weeks in, and you can call me sport. I wanted to, I missed some yeah. of my best friends here and I missed my family and I missed just the simple things about being at home. Now, that was a massive indicator to me that however lavish, place, whatever lavish place you're in, whatever beautiful place, however beautiful the sunrise is or how nice the culture is in another place home is home like and 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 for me it it was a massive indicator that actually the only thing that really matters is connection no i agree only only thing the only thing when people get onto their deathbed the only thing they they look back on and and regret or the only thing that they wish they had more of was was connection or i wish i spent more time with that person i wish i told that person i loved them more it's never i wish i went to bali for longer yeah i wish i traveled true. there i wish i became a uh a, a, a what did you say a surf instructor and, and <laughs> talk. it's not and, and i think that's proof in the pudding right we're, we're are we are we chasing these lavish things and these materialistic things when actually the tr- when actually that's looking at it is probably a mistake and we should just be focusing more on deepening our relationships do you think people actually want these things or do you think people want to be seen as having these things to impress everyone else oh it's, the thing is i can only speak for myself but i i think the latter more so yeah yeah i uh and i was one of those people for a long time and i still am at times i still i still have to catch up being like why am i doing this why yeah. am i thinking this or why am i making making time for this because I think we sort of don't do it subconsciously because there's this sort of, I think majority of people, there's this sort of need to impress and it all comes from the ego. Yeah. Um, it all comes from the ego of like wanting to, you, we all want to just have a sort of warmed up ego, don't we? And so, and, and. I mean, I just like to be warm at this point. I love how deep we're going already. That's great. Um, I would love also, I've, I've had to put three layers on this morning and I'm in the house. Um, I think, yeah, sorry, in answer to your question, I think 
I think so many of us are doing it for other people, for sure. Actually, I look, very few people ask themselves a question, why am I actually doing this? Yeah. Um, is it actually relevant to my core, like to my core values? Is this actually going to be like, am I going to feel authentically me if I do this? Um, because I, I do believe most people, when they take action, they haven't asked themselves that question. They just do it because it would be quite cool if one yeah. people think of me if I do that. What? It's a good question, actually. What do you think? No, I, I, I'd, I'd agree with you. That I think there's certain points, and to that, I kind of caught myself doing it this past weekend at like the Christmas parties and all that kind of stuff. That like I'm posting photos as if like this is like my life, and it's like, oh, this is just like a a flash in the pan moment kind of thing, and like I've kind of this year especially I've forced myself to be more present like I'm not worried about what has happened because I can't change it I can't worry about what's going to happen in the future because I don't know what's going to happen in the future so there's been moments when like oh yeah like I'll post this but I'm like instead of posting about it and taking stupid amount of photos just enjoy it be in the moment I mean don't get me wrong I love photos I love videos like mm. to capture the moment but I'd rather talk about that those moments rather than show people like oh look what i did i'd rather be like oh my god i was in this situation i did this also like one thing i've realized and also i i i it's admirable that because to to get to that place the headspace that you're getting into where you're actually trying to be more present i think it's just like an elevated eq like an emotional awareness and understanding of you like i don't want to be stuck thinking about that all the time and i don't want to always be worried about what's coming up but the thing about the social media thing is no one cares. No. No one gives a shit. I've, it took me such a long time to realize that me going out, I remember, I remember, um, it's only recently, um, it was just before I went away and I was, I was with mates and I took a video around the pub and I, my mate, who's just so honest and up front of me, it was like, Jules, kind of be honest, no one gives a fuck that you're <laughs> in the pub right now. You think people care? Or yeah. I don't know what I was doing. I was in a pub or a bar with my mates. And okay, looking back on what I was doing, what I was doing, I wanted people to know that I'm having a good time. I wanted people to know that I was out and about yeah. and not on my own. So then, so there was a form of maybe searching for a validation or searching for this thing, but it wasn't that big a deal. It wasn't showing a fast car or anything like that. And I never do that anyway. Um, I don't even have one, um, <laughs> but, but no one cares. Yeah. Very, very, I mean, I think it's, I think it's a really like honest, like conversation to have. It's like, if you're posting that, you're always the one who cares more than everyone else about that one thing you're posting. Like, this I oh, you see people got flicking through their story. Yeah, I see flicking people flicking through their story views and looking, looking who's looking at them. And I've watched I, it. I, yes, I find a friend of mine always doing this, looking through, and I said, "God, you're waste. Who, who cares? Like, we spend so much time worrying about social media, and then we miss the moment." Yeah. Like it's yes. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like I want to clap. <laughs> yeah, it's true though. Yeah. But um. So I don't know if you can, with, for me, social media is I'm trying to, and, and so are you, so are you actually, is I'm trying to do, give as much as I can and, and, and trying to like, and it's hard, you know, I feel like sometimes for me, the hard, the hard thing is the, the general stigma around the show and maybe coming from a private school upbringing, I've, I feel I get, what is it called when you don't know you should be there? Um, like imposter syndrome. Uh, imposter, okay, so I get yeah. imposter syndrome around not when I'm coaching my client, when I have a one-on-one yeah. client or with safe space with, with group coaching stuff, that's all I feel, I feel like I should be there Yeah. on social media because social media has been very much surrounded by what I've done on, with the show. And because I, I speak like I, like, like I do in a well-spoken or whatever, sometimes I feel like people won't take me seriously. And I, I get this because of 
I've got comments like this being like, how could you yeah. tell me this? You've had a silver spoon in your mouth and you've had all this and all this. And I'm like, it's a hard, it's sometimes it's hard to swallow because I genuinely am coming from a place of, I just want to help. Yeah. Um, and secondly, these people don't know me. They don't know what, what's happened with my upbringing and stuff. And so sometimes it, that's the frustrating comment. I, I get a lot of, I've got a lot of hate in my time. The worst one is when people compare me to my, what they've, what they think I've had and what they think of my upbringing. Yeah. And automatically because of the show, because of um, Made in Chelsea, people automatically think that I've had this sort of like lavish, crazy yeah. upbringing, never done anything for myself and always given this trust fund thing. And it's just completely the opposite. How um, do you manage that though? Because obviously when out of the reality TV shows that are out there, you know, Made in Chelsea is like, I mean, it's like the posh one, isn't it? It's the one that like, you know, you, you, you are portrayed as having these like big, incredible like lives and, you know, money isn't an object, this kind of thing. So how do you manage that when you do get those comments? Because I mean, imagine for you, like you, you said it before, like it's a job. So then but it, it might not be like where, like, I mean, you said it before we like, jumped on, like it might not be like, like the long-term thing. Obviously your purpose is helping others and helping them be the best versions of themselves. But, so how, how do you manage that kind of, or how do you navigate yourself through that when you do get the negativity? Uh, I, I, I mean, I joined the show because I thought it was a smart move for elevating my online presence. Yeah. I didn't go on the show because I was doing fuck all because I had too much cash to spend and I did was bored, bored so film me because it'll be fun. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's sort of, I think when I watched the show when I was younger, I loved watching yeah. the show because it was just sort of like this this view into these people's lives. But um, how, do, how do you explain it? I feel like the show is, it's, I mean, look, I, I, I couldn't, I have to work hard to make a living, right? Yeah. And the show is okay. I make money off the show, and that's great. And doing and doing and doing it is fun, and it won't be forever. But it was all to gain an online presence. It's like you go to. It's like we speak to someone on Love Island. They're not going to. Oh, you, you went to Love Island to find love. No, you learn Love Island to get a following. And I, and and I'll be honest. I went on Love Island to really to so I could release a song off the back of it. Yeah. And then suddenly I'd have a following because I was doing so many gigs that no one was listening to me. Yeah. And I was so bored of doing shows. I remember the show pretty much just before I came on the show. Sorry, the, the gig that I did just before I came on the show. I was in somewhere in Essex and someone said, do you want to do this gig? And I was like, sure. And they said, there'll be loads of people there. I walked in, there was the old man and his dog, right? <laughs> there was no one there. No. And, I, and, and, and a few people apart from my mom, my dad, my brother, and one of my best friends. And I was, I think I was in Epping or somewhere, somewhere in Essex. And I, and, I, and I sat down and all I really wrote was love songs. And to be fair, it was ridiculous because I'd only been in love once, but it was the only <laughs> thing I knew how to write about and the heartbreak. And it was, and I don't know, how could I write about the sun being, you know, or whatever. So there I sat down singing my ballads and suddenly 20 guys come in and they were in this bachelor, bachelor party. And they're down it, down it. And I'm oh, going, wow. singing my silly ballads in the corner. And I was ready to kick it, kick the... <laughs> Kick, what's the saying kick the pat what is the saying um kick the tin i don't know but i was ready to throw the towel in. <laughs> oh there we go that's the one <laughs> there it is um i was ready to throw it down and then suddenly the opportunities came to do the show and i was like oh a chance for me to get a following yeah that, that was why i did it um i didn't really think ahead of what how, what the implications of how people would start to view me um as this sort of this uh uh this i i maybe it was ignorant i didn't really think there yeah. was the 
I thought people would just be like, okay, well, I'll just be genuinely me. People, 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 the stigma will be around the way I act and the way I am, not the stigma around who I am because of the show and yeah. this whole posh boy private school thing. Um, and so for me, my the part of my journey in the next years is trying to sort of shift that a little bit. Trying to and and I and it'll take time. So that's why that's why I get the whole like imposter syndrome because I'm just yeah. like, I hope people can take me seriously. Because would I take the Made in Chelsea guy trying to give helpful advice to others? Would I take that seriously? I think I'd find it a little hard. So for me, I'm just going to continue giving that advice, continue being there for people. People in my DMs, I'm chatting to all the time. Um, Me and my brother, we got safe space. We're doing a lot of group coaching stuff, which is amazing. And and what we're doing, what we're doing with the year ahead is we wanted to do school tours around and Mm -hmm. talk to kids on motivation mindset, talk about what we 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 through went through what we felt that like we were limited as kids on top of that we want to create monthly meetups for men and groups for people we we want to give back as much as possible um, mate this this is incredible and that this is obviously a huge reason why i did want to waffle with you about this is because regardless of and this is one of the biggest things that i've learned from the show and it's one it, it came from Sean Paul because i was just like i I was literally just sat in my bedroom talking to Sean Paul, like listen to his music my whole life. And he was there to saying, like, I've struggled. Like I had depression. I had this, I had that. I'd... And it was a real kind of like, regardless of your upbringing, regardless of what opportunities you've been given or what opportunities you haven't been given, we're all human. We all feel these human emotions, whether it's happy, sad, anxiety, depression whatever it might be these are human like they're the natural emotions and i think this is where i do get my back up especially when there's comments made especially like like people like yourself is like you don't know me like you're seeing kind of like a portrayal of me that is very heavily edited for entertainment purposes mm-hmm. like that that isn't you like that obviously i know your your friends and your family are going to know you like inside now but these people who are watching these shows, like they don't know the struggles. They don't know what goes on behind the scenes. And it's so far that really winds me up. Cause it's just like, you, you're still going to struggle. Everyone struggles. Yeah. Sorry. And, that was quite. No, 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 no. Sorry. <laughs> I, 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 I was just saying, letting that sink in. Everyone struggles. Every single person struggles. You know, interestingly, the, uh, the two people I know that have struggled the most that I've met from personal experience have on paper, the, the, the luckiest upbringing whatever yeah. people would say i like and 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 so yeah i've look i've i've struggled in my own sense and then I, even if i were to say that there might be people listening going well you don't know what struggling is and that's and that, and this is the this is the this is the bullshit side of it is that we yeah. all go through massive pain and trauma no one knows what i've been through with my family no one yeah. knows what I've, been, what I've been through what i've lost and what I've been in their relationships and what happens up here and whatever yeah. you see, you don't know what's happening in my head. You don't like we, we, you might see someone, you might see someone tomorrow who looks at you and faces smiles, but they might be questioning whether they want to commit suicide tomorrow. You yeah. just don't know. And I think that's the scary part of mental health and mental ill health is that you never fucking know. Yeah. And it's, and it's, and it's scary. And especially with men because men don't talk. Um, yeah. And this is why I love that we're waffling away talking about stuff that actually matters. Um, and yeah. maybe another day we'll waffle away, talk and have a like have a jokey chat. Yeah. But um, but it's true. I th- I I um, I think it's important that we continue to talk about it and know that because I think men feel lonely. 
I, I, I had a good conversation with um, my girlfriend about this last night, actually. And she said, um, we were talking about, I was talking about doing these mental health meetups for men, but also, but, but then also I was like, well, but the important thing is actually is to get everyone together not feel like, and, and, uh, and she said, well, don't show men, men, I think would feel quite naturally worried to talk, talk about their stuff in front of women. I, she said, I said, disagree. Yeah. I don't think men are wise to talk about women that much men are worried to talk about their stuff in front of men. So if we can normalize that conversation around women yeah. as well as men, however old or young and allow a 15 year old and a 50 year old man, woman, or any gender or whatever to come together in a room and talk, that's, that would be pretty powerful. Um, Completely. There's, you know what, there's like, there's incredible success in, in AA for alcoholics the amount of the amount of people who are staying sober through the act of coming to these um meetups and they speak about the alcoholism they have this moment to talk yeah. and they they speak openly and there's a there's a there's usually i think there's someone who speaks at the start and uh speaks about their experience and then everyone has a chance to speak it's the community element isn't it Absolutely not you're not the only one yeah um but they don't have that for someone who's who's struggling a little bit mm. They don't have that for someone who's just having a bad day because the bad, the bad thought creates the bad emotion that might create the bad day. And if that rolls into another day and another day, you're rewiring yourself to feel a certain way. And that's what causes the, the really low mood. That's what causes yeah. the depression, the procrastination, that I don't want to get out of bed today, the low action. And then it can cause a really bad state where actually it all started with a, a thought or all started yeah. with the way someone made you feel. So if we can catch it early... Right. That's that is that that feels like the gold dust. Like and but where where would I go? Right. Where would you go if you just wanted to be open, talk to people? Yeah. There's no there's nowhere really, is there? You know what, though? It's it's and this is why I think talking about is so powerful is because I didn't know other people out there were going through what I was going through until I sat down in front of this bloody waffle and, and spoke about it. Because I thought, oh, well, OK, well, I like to talk. I'll just use it as an outlet. And now two years later, I'm still having these incredible, powerful conversations that that they're all being added to like my toolkit for when I do have those, you know, those bad days or when those thoughts are kind of starting to creep in, I will link it back to the, the conversations that I've had to be like, well, actually, the guy from Maiden Chelsea told me <laughs> that, you know, as part of our conversation, that you've got to keep going. You know, there is people out there, there is people struggling. And it's like, it's that it is that feeling of like, I'm not on my own. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's the, that's the powerful thing about safe space as well, which we're, which we're doing at the moment. Um, Fabian and I, my, my, I have a twin brother. Do you know I have a twin brother? Yeah. Yeah. Cause this is um, what I wanted to talk to you about. Cause I think this is where, aside from the music, safe space is what I kind of saw first of you. And of I kind of love, I have a huge respect for anyone who kind of turns their pain into their purpose because Again, no one knows what it was like to get to that point. And for someone to be in that point now who wants to wants other people not to feel how they were feeling, I have nothing but respect for. So this is kind of, this is why I reached out because I was like, I kind of wanted to know how safe space started and like kind of what it means to you now. Because even even in the title is just it immediately gives you that sense of comfort. Yeah, that you're not that you're not alone. Mm. That you can be vulnerable and it not judged. 
Uh, and that's what that's the thing is that's what so I be, I became so my my twin brother played professional cricket. He actually mm. left the sport because of depression. He he had the, he did oh, wow. he wasn't happy anymore and he left the game. Uh, but he was following in this sort of these sort of family footsteps. But my my dad and grandpa also played cricket, so it's almost this dynasty. And yeah. there was a lot of pressure. He left the game. Took him a lot of time to find his purpose, and he just decided that he wanted to. During COVID, actually, just wanted to help people. He's yeah. been through his challenges, wanted to help, and he was like, "Oh, maybe I could coach." I don't know much about it, but let me let me. I'm going to do this course. I'm going to do this really with the ICF, the Institute of Coaching yeah. Federation. And he started doing that, and he started loving it. And I was like, "This is interesting." Now I'm not getting any. I'm not doing any gigs. I'm not. I'm doing some songwriting things. Um, before COVID, I had a social media agency that was doing really well. We lost eight clients, and my business partner was like I don't want to do this anymore I'm going back to Ireland and I was like okay what am I going to do oh, wow. Kobe came and I thought okay well why don't I do this and see if maybe it's something that I I could I've always wanted to help people even when I was younger when I was I was always like if I were to do a course I'd do psychology because I love the mind yeah um and I love I, I I do love the act of just I'm always the person always people go to I'm always the person that wants I'm always asking how you're feeling because I want to know not how are you just because it's a quick yeah good you um so i i i did the course i learned to be a coach and there's a lot of learning it's not just hey how you doing talk to me about your stuff yeah um i started coaching and started realizing how much um how powerful it is to be this to have someone to objectively view your life and and ask good questions that's what coaching is it's being a good listener and asking good questions to help your client get to the place that they need to get to one big misconception about coaching is that I'm telling someone what to do. I'm not yeah. I'm never telling anyone what to do. Um, and then people, so people, some people go, well, you're coaching. How, how do you feel like you have the right to tell people what to do? I'm not telling what people to do. I'm asking, I know that often I know the answer before they do because I've yeah. done it long enough and it's easier to see it from a bird's eye. I'm helping people get there. You're yeah. doing, you're, you're helping, you're helping show the way for them to make the decision for them. That started going really well. But I, what I realized there was a, there was, I spoke to my brother about this, Fabian, and there was a barrier to ent there was a barrier to entry for some people, and that was cost. Coaching is quite expensive. It's quite, it's, it's time ex and the reason why it's, it's expensive, yeah. just like therapy and counseling, is because it's very time, it's time intensive, but it's also uh, very, it's a lot of energy going in. And I remember we spoke and we were like, okay, how do we help more people? but also make it more accessible to people. Because at the moment we're trying to help people with their mental health. I've had clients who are on the verge of saying goodbye to this world mm -hmm. and they've suddenly worked with some, suddenly worked with me and, the, and, and they want to live again, right? Yeah, that this, is and, and what if what if that one person said, oh, I can't afford it. And that person decided that they didn't mm -hmm. want to live again. And so I, I've, and I feel like, and also getting coaching and therapy help with the NHS, I think it's quite hard to get. I think there's like a massive waiting yeah. list. Isn't that crazy? There's a waiting list for mental to try and help you with mental health. And that's because of that's not the NHS fault. That's probably because there's a lack of therapists or coaches or counselors available. Yeah. So we we set up Safe Space. Safe Space is group coaching. We work with eight to ten, usually ten um, people on a Zoom every week. There's a community, there's a WhatsApp group. Um and we we speak about we speak on about challenging we we basically challenging topics we challenge the group to to be open and talk about stuff for example we have there'll be a session on limiting beliefs or confidence or how to maintain enthusiasm understanding ego we have different special guests coming in also from month two of the mindset program yeah um so we have a guy coming on and talking about self-love he's written a book called self-loveology so he's a big like he loves that we have another guy coming in talking about stress and nutrition and 
And so we basically want to throw so much value um, at Safe Space to allow people to to feel not alone, to openly. I'm vulnerable in Ezra. We're all vulnerable, and there's and there's and the conversation is amazing. The WhatsApp groups are popping off. So now people feel like they're not alone. They're chatting through the week. Yeah. You're getting some person saying, I'm having a bad day. And the whole group are going, it's okay. We're here for you. You're creating this place for people to feel like they are they are sharing Which, your journey with you. From a male point of view, is phenomenal. Because like it's, it's quite unheard. Like five, six years ago, it was very unheard of. And this is this is what I love about it now because whether it's like a waffle, whether it's like joining a you know a, a coaching, like it's that it's that community around people saying like you're not on your own. We all have these vulnerabilities, and I love the fact that you said there about like self love, and I feel like a lot of men don't appreciate giving themselves like what they need because there there is that kind of stigma around, it, isn't it? It's like oh no, I'm not doing that. But it's these kind of things like journaling or, you know, taking yourself for a walk, the gym, eating the good, like, right food. These are the small things that are going to lead to the bigger things and to get you to where you need to be and to be that person that but you what want you, to be. But, but what you just said is so important. I, If anyone's listening to this, rewind that back and listen to that again. I, I, my favorite author is a guy called Robin Sharma. And I, he, I mean, I've got so many of his books. I think he's amazing. And he says something along the lines of this, the, doing the small, seemingly insignificant things will transform your life tenfold and transform your life. And people don't really, they, they seem so insignificant that people don't do them. Yeah. And it's like, and I, it, this is what transformed my mental health and my understanding. This is why I wanted to be a coach to help people understand this is those tiny acts of, of things you're doing for yourself actually taps into I'm worthy. So every time you go, I'm going to wake up tomorrow a little earlier, or I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to go for a morning walk, or I'm going to, before I feed the dogs this morning, or but do that, I'm going to do this for me. I'm going to start my day for me, or I'm going to read 10 pages. Anything you do for you taps into I'm worthy. Oh, wow. I did that for myself. And once you do these things over time, your self-love improves. So I truly believe self-esteem and self-love comes from doing small acts for yourself. And that's how it grew for me. And it's it this this conversation is literally the diamond. It's the it's the gold dust of this conversation, this waffle we've had today. Because if people start to realize that and start to realize that just putting one little tiny toe in front of the other rather than a foot, that's what will get you to a place where you can actually be kind to yourself again. That's what we do. That's what we yeah. do on this show. Oh no, yeah, yeah, well, no, exactly. <laughs> because it, that's what that's it. Like, and and that's what the cool thing about safe space is just like allowing people to be like you're not alone but we're, yeah. we're all like i remember i remember i had quite a, we had a, a productivity month on one of the months on safe space it's month four and we have uh, an amazing guy ceo coming in actually this sunday talking about um action ha becoming an action taker and stuff but we had a procrastination session which i was running um and i remember at the start of the session i went who who's who procrastinates who's a good procrastinator and everyone put their hands up and they were like oh i thought i and they we went around the conversation and be like I, everyone generally thought that they were just a terrible procrastinator and no one else procrastinates i don't know someone who isn't i know i know exactly and even the even the successful whatever ceo whatever it's all smoke and mirrors we're all struggling from procrastination at times we're all struggling with the ego we're all struggling with our morning routines we're also and i wish sometimes we could all just, everyone could just be like, yeah, 
we're all we're all we're all fucking up today, but we're gonna do our best. Kind of kind of takes the pressure off, doesn't it? <clears throat> no, completely. And I think it derails these kind of conversations. Even now, I'm like, yeah. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Because it's like I could, especially with how I'm feeling now, I was just like, oh, no, I might like drop. But then it's like, I always believe like you have these kind of conversations at the exact time you're supposed to be having them. Mm-hmm. So it's that like, you know, like, well, I'm glad I didn't kind of like, well, actually, no, I'm not feeling 100% because now I feel like raring to go. Like, but it's just, yeah. it's it, you don't realize like how impactful like these kind of conversations actually are. And it's, yeah. it does sound like really narcissistic, but like when I do edit them back or I'll come back to them in like in a month's time and I'll listen to it again and be like, it's kind of like a diary entry. Cause I feel like, well, yeah, you knew how I was feeling kind of like behind the scenes, but then pushing through those kind of like limiting beliefs and kind of like, you know, kind of not giving up and just, you know what, well, just do it anyway. It's that that gives you like the fire in the belly to keep going. Yeah, I think I think things do come at the right time, but also timing is a weird one. It's like I I spin instruct as like a side hobby. It's very, I, yeah. so I, I actually I actually had a class this morning and my throat was quite hoarse. And I was actually oh, wow. I was in a bit of an annoy. I was a bit frustrated with it, and I was like, and um, I remember saying I was like in the class. It was sort of metaphor for for all of us really. I was like, when you're ready, this is your time. Go for it. When you're ready, yeah. it's your last minute and a half. And I was like, actually, you might not feel ready, so you just go for it, even though you're not ready. Yeah. And I think, and, and I, th- I thought to myself, I was like, actually, it's so true about so much. We're not, you might not feel ready to do that thing or whatever it is. So you almost got to just take a leaf, a leap of faith with so much, right? Because you've had this, we've had this conversation. I know for a result, as a result of having this conversation, hopefully people also listen to this and they go away and they, and they feel like it's really lifted them because it's lifted me. No, I don't feel that. Like I didn't I, even I feel like I'm on I some sort of, good, I feel some... like, oh. I'm on a dopamine drug right now. <laughs> what are you doing to me, Taylor? Hello, sorry, sorry. But to be fair, speaking of kind of like dopamines and like good things, one of the things that I lean to to kind of give me a bit of a to put a smile on my face is music. And obviously, we talk about music quite a lot on the show. And obviously, you're a you're a number one on iTunes at one point. 
I, okay, this is, I like, okay, it's quite funny actually, because I, I, when there was one gig I did, I just happened a couple of times when, when I get introduced as our next artist coming up or our headliner for tonight when I was doing like an intimate gig or something is uh, beat Ed Sheeran to number one on the iTunes charts, Julius Cowdery. And it's quite a funny moment because I'm just like, I was number one on the iTunes singer songwriter chart. I was for a day, yeah. right, right. Ed Sheeran was three, and I think Tom Adele was two. When Ed, and so my song, it was doing really well. It was called Seven Roads. It was my most successful song. It's probably my best song, actually. Um, and yes, it was there for a day or two. It was. I saw it going up. I was like, what the hell is going on? Is this a mistake? <laughs> is this a glitch? And then but Ed Sheeran, had, the song that he, what he was on number three at was a song he released two years prior. <laughs> <laughs> and, oh, okay. he, and even when I, le- I left that day or two days later he was still at number three so so I think so it's just quite funny how people introduce you to certain things um but I yeah it was quite a cool feeling I, I screenshotted and I, I never let that screenshot go because it was quite a cool no rightly so as well Julius Cadre Tom Adele Ed Sheeran Gabrielle Applin I was like this is quite um I'll, I'll, yeah I'll save this today this is a good little you know I hope you put it in a frame I should I should I, I need to find that photo but it's somewhere. Yeah. Um, well, because I think this is one another reason why I wanted to talk to you about. Like, is music like an outlet for you? I mean, because it's one of the things that I really wish that I could do is is sing. I like for someone who listens to the amount of music that I do, I wish I had more like involvement in it. Yeah, I bet but your I bet your Spotify Wrapped was like four million minutes. <laughs> oh, honestly, it's awful. And for some bizarre reason, Band Aid is in it every year. Like, I don't, I, don't, I don't know why. Like, I must be listening to Band-Aid a lot. Why? Well, I, I, that Band-Aid um, sounds like a Band-Aid, doesn't it? Sounds like it's something you just put on a cut. Um, I, <laughs> um, I was, when I, I was looking through, I'm, so my top artist was a guy called Fiji Blue. Have you heard of them? Him? No. I didn't know it was my top artist. I didn't even know who this person was. And then I realized that I listened to all his music because I put a song radio on from one of his songs. And it's called Fiji Blue. Okay. There you go. Um, I'll send it to you. But I was gonna say, I'd I'd, I'd love I love when people recommend music. Oh, I mean, I can recommend music. I'm 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 playing music the whole time. I'm playing music as I wake up in the morning. I've got an amazing, by the way. I don't know if you can link stuff, but I've got amazing morning uh, motivation. Okay, we need to send that through. It's there's a couple. There's one of them is a Denzel Washington, and you will you will have the greatest morning you've ever had if you listen to this for the first time. This is no seen, pressure now. <laughs> well, no, no, this will give. If it, I do don't, it okay, do, do it tomorrow. <laughs> I um I make sure, yeah, and then and then have a listen to that, and also then I'm always constantly listening to music throughout the day. I think it it's it does doesn't it makes you more. I don't know, how, music just makes you feel great, doesn't Definitely. it? Um, I'll, but not when you're not when you're heartbroken. Not that I'm heartbroken no. now, but I'm just. It's just not. I just. I. I wish music didn't exist when I'm heartbroken. Every song, every song, you could relate to. It's amazing, really. And then you start listening to every lyric, and you're like, "Oh my god, this person gets me." Yeah, it's like, "Oh my god, this, they're singing this about me." Yeah, as I'm uh, staring really. out the window with the rain pouring down. Like, it's yeah, not dramatic at all. No, not dramatic at all. But um, I think the the yeah podcast, all that, I'm very into. But I will link that to you if you want to link it to. Oh, definitely, I love recommendations. People. But yeah, yeah. Some of the questions that I always ask my guests who come on the show. Um, what song needs to be playing to get Julius on the dance floor? Well, oh, easy answer. Every single time. You ready for it? 
Okay, hit me. See if you can if I see if you can guess the song if I name the artist. Okay. Abba. Oh, that's not fair. Okay. Uh, wait, 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 that's not fair because it's obvious, or that's not fair because you're not sure because you love all ABBA? No, because there's literally absolutely every single one of ABBA's songs will probably get me on the dance floor. I reckon this is the number one, and, and, and I, I reckon this is the amount of people who are going to go, ABBA? I reckon this is the number one song that will get the world on their chairs. The world. Probably Dancing I, Queen then. No? No. Oh. Or maybe the UK. I've never seen anything like it. I, I was in a pub. Um, and I was at Glastonbury this year and I was in a bar in Glastonbury after after the festival. And this and two occasions, this song came on. The whole place went mental. Old, young, from everywhere you can think of. Okay. This song. I feel like I can see the video. There's so is it Gimme, Gimme, Gimme? There. Yes, Gimme. Yes. Gimme, Gimme, Gimme. And I heard a remix of it. And that is, you know what, you can play any song in the world. But that song will get me moving. I love that. And also, I'm, I'm Swedish as well, so yeah, I feel like there's a sense of, I don't know, culture going through. Yeah, it feels like yeah. home. <laughs> yeah, maybe a little bit. I've only been to Sweden twice. I'm a terrible Swede. <laughs> That's the soundbite for this episode. I'm a terrible Swede. Sounds like <laughs> sounds like I'm talking about the veg. <laughs> but um, but yeah. That, what is your song? What's your song that gets you up there? See, I, I, I was dreading the day this was going to happen. I'm surprised that hasn't happened this far. But no one's ever asked you. It, yeah, no one cares, Julian. <laughs> Everyone like comes it. on this show and it's all... Take, <laughs> take, take. Taylor. <laughs> and I'm not taking, I'm giving. Now tell me, Taylor, what's your song? How, you can't... I, don't I, think, think, you can be giving, but... I think it's got to be Murder on the Dance Floor. Okay, give us a rendition. No, not with the voice. I can't do that. This is your moment to shine, Taylor. No, this, this is your happened. moment no. to bring it. Here's do you know how mark. many people have come on this show with like guitars? Um, they've done a little bit and then they point to me as if like I'm gonna carry on singing. And <laughs> afterwards I'm like, I cannot believe I just did that. Oh, you you got involved? Yeah. There was who did it? Kevin Rudolph. He had a song called Let It Rock. And he he pulled out the guitar and he was like First when I arrived, I've been the fire of me. And then he got to the bit and he was like, and I was like, oh no. Oh no. no. Did you, did you, did like you? This song you... was Grammy Awards like nominated. Oh, it had no. Little Wayne on it. And now, and now me. But look, but from Little Wayne to Little Taylor, that could have been your moment. You. That <laughs> would waffle. have been my moment. Oh, but, I, but I took the moment. Or Celevi by Bewitched. Okay. Sing it. No, I'm not singing. <laughs> no, you're not singing. Especially no, because I'm, I'm going for, every time I go to laugh, like I'm dreading listening to this back because I feel like I've got like such like a <laughs> Oh how how I'm trying that? not to laugh. I get I got chap lips at the moment and I can't I find I find it hard to smile sometimes, so I try and be miserable the whole time so I don't have to Oh. <laughs> and so you have that issue with your coughing. Yeah. But because I have a chest infection, not because like um I'm trying my hardest not to laugh. Not because you're miserable. And you not because I'm miserable. <laughs> but speaking of miserable, is there a song that... Speaking speak of miserable. No one's ever said <laughs> speaking of miserable. Okay, speaking of uh, being in pain, let's yes. go. Okay, is there a song that you kind of, or an album, that when you are feeling a little bit down, that you lean towards to kind of bring the emotion out? Oh. Okay, so that when I was, oh, a, there's a song that I 
Okay, so there's one one artist I really like that that is quite maybe niche. Is a is a girl a girl called Lauren Daigle. Oh, okay. I like I like real vocal. Yeah. I like I like like look I I like I like pop music. I like you know I I like some hip hop and I go down that I lo- I love house music. Yeah. But when I when I want to feel a bit more, you know, mellow, I like real music. I like music yeah. that actually has been. Uh, and some pop music i just sometimes i listen to i'm like you didn't you spent four minutes on the on that yeah i like that i want to feel the pain i want to hear i want to learn i want to hear a story and i want to hear the vocal yeah because it's just a genuinely raw unbelievable vocal lauren daigle or ben platt wow okay have you heard of ben platt i have heard of ben platt yes any ben if people haven't heard of ben platt his vocal is better than the recording you can go see him what look at him live on youtube it's one of the greatest vocals male vocals i've wow. heard lauren daigle i reckon is the best female vocal i've ever heard wow okay. um peace be still peace be still is a song that you listen to and you're like how i, I will send you a youtube recording of this of her singing it and you it will might it'll be mind-blowing and you'll be like fair enough yeah so for me it's like i like to list a real vocal and vulnerability if i'm feeling a vulnerable place yeah I'm not going to suddenly put on with Lil Wayne or Snoop Dogg when I'm feeling a bit like that. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I guess. I feel I'm, like when I, you're in those kind of spaces, it's those kind of songs that, again, make you feel like you're not on your own. Like, oh, well, they must be feeling like some element of what I'm feeling because they're pouring their heart into this kind of overly, well, not ballad, but like into this piece of, I always call it art, but I feel like it makes me sound quite wanky. I don't mean for it to, but it is art, isn't it? Yeah, it's art. It, it it's it's art like any other, isn't it? I mean, I mean, the funny the thing about art though in the art world is that you can throw a chair in a room and put a towel over it and say that's art. And sadly, that's the same with music. There's some music out there that I'm just like, you literally threw a chair there and put a towel over, and that's the song. Uh, yeah. But there's also then there's masterpieces, and then there's the songs that that you listen to and you connect with on such a level. And then that's why I feel lucky to love music the way I do, and clearly yeah. you do as well, right? um but yeah uh it, yes for sure for sure i i couldn't live without it i do you remember the last time a song gave you goosebumps lauren daigle peace be still oh, i actually you didn't even respect, think then that was like bam out of respect for that song i never i never multitask when i listen to it i feel it's wow. like I, I literally just like listen to it and i'm like fuck um but I also like, I like, like one of my great, my favorite songs of all time is Meatloaf, It's All Coming Back to Me. Big song. Um, there were nights when the wind was so, you know the song? Cool. Yes. I can't, I can't emulate that, that vocal. But, I was always um, like, go on, sing it. <laughs> yeah, you like it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, here you do it to me now. <coughs> oh, oh, wow. Um, not about a tiny death and I just, that's her bit. To it right. Do you know the song? Yes. I started I crying in the instant that you left. And I can't remember when or where I love I honestly that song is just epic. Isn't it epic? Yes. It's like this epic. Yeah. Um, I love that. I love those kind of songs when I'm in the gym. It's like that real cinematic, like, yes, I can I can lift this and everything. <laughs> Suddenly you're lifting the weight you never thought you could lift. Exactly. Um, I don't know. Those are five I, kgs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it's real that's... music. But it, but talk about genuinely because you're a music lover. It's real music. 
music yeah. that actually they went i want to create this or this is the story this is what it's going to and that's why i don't really ever go into the charts and go shuffle anymore i yeah. go to a song i love and go song radio shuffle that spotify is great for that i think yeah this is this conversation's really cool but not yeah. people people are having this conversation even people listening to this should probably be having this conversation but they'll listen to this and they'll feel like they're not alone but then they may stop listening to this and then feel like they're alone again so this is if if you if you're listening to this and you feel like it's resonated with you have this conversation and like if and yes listening to good podcasts listening to listening to good music is always going to help writing down is going to help but i don't think there's anything more powerful than openly letting go of whatever you're going through through words that was powerful oh, i appreciate that man <laughs> that was really powerful because i know I, I genuinely completely agree and if there is anyone out there who obviously wants more information head to safe space appreciate that. it is it is phenomenal work and I'm, I'm i'm excited now to see to see where this goes it, the, the, we're honestly our, our ambitions with it are so huge like I, if i if i told people the goals then people, people be like you're going mad but it's but we just want to we just want to help more people and we uh, the, the string of safe spaces that will have lots of different coaches sending different programs all around growth mindset and that and that 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 could grow and grow and grow forever which is really cool but how but like just like you're giving out now and just like you're giving out with your show and giving the more you give the more you get back and so in, in just in tenfold i actually always thought it was a load of bollocks and i'm not gonna lie i was like i because I, I was I, I was ultimately quite selfish in my in my teens and my early 20s i didn't and, and I, like i said people don't really care about anyone else but themselves but the more you give back to others the more you feel rewarded within yourself 100 percent. do you feel that as well 100 one of the first questions that anyone asked me especially like local about like the podcast because like not in a big-headed way like in Coventry where I'm from there's not many people who have done what I've done from a podcast point of view but it's still from a real painful experience for me that's still going on you know my mum's still in a neurological care home we still have the same kind of you know fear that I have from day one from this starting but the first question that anyone ever asked me is like oh are you making money from it yet and it was like this was never this was never to create an income. This was genuinely to, for an outlet for me to make me feel better, for me to connect with people who mm. want to give back. Like it was never about like financial gain. It was, it, if anything, like I've gained way more than I could ever imagine. Like, and I don't think you could actually put a number on it because it's completely, well, to be honest, it saved my life. And now it has changed my life in a way that I I could never ever comprehend. So I I can't put a figure on that. So it's like, but then is when you say that to people, they're like, oh yeah, okay. It's like, well, you 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 clearly don't know me. But yeah, no, I I agree with you in that sense of like you, the more you give, the kind of the more you get back. Whether you know, it's not that it's not all about money, like it's there's, there's so much more to life than just what figure is sitting in your bank account oh for sure i mean i, I mean look the fact that you just said all those things that the power of what this has done for you imagine what it's doing for others listening and imagine that's what, what i don't what... get especially when i'm having a shit day and i get a message like oh i've managed to get on a flight for the first time in 20 years and i'm like one 
I'm not on a flight. <laughs> Two, well, I'm glad it's worked for you because I'm having a shit day. Yeah, no, it does blow my mind. It really does. How are you now? Um, a hell of a lot better. Like I still have like my bad days, but then I'm very lucky now that I have conversations like this to listen back to. And I think that's what a lot of people don't necessarily get when I when I say these kind of things is because these are like diary entries for me. Like there's certain things, like I said it like in the beginning of the show, but there's like, there's moments, especially like the early episodes where I didn't have a clue what I was doing. I didn't really know about like mental health, but I was just talking about like my lived experience. Like, oh, I don't know why I'm feeling this way, which I can now look back on and be like, well, at that point, you were lost, you were vulnerable, like you didn't have a clue what you were doing. Now I'm in this position where I know who Taylor is, I know what Taylor wants, and I know what Taylor needs to get through those kind of bad days. Whereas back then, those early episodes didn't have a clue. So I'm so very fortunate. So what's the, how do you bridge the gap? Like you've you you've you said you're a place, okay, fine, you go through low days, so do we all. Mm. You go to a place where you didn't know who you were and you didn't and you weren't happy. Yeah. And then you're at a place where you know yourself and you know what makes you content and you're still working yeah. on it because that's life. Yeah. But you've you've walked you found a bridge to to get over that gap. What yeah. is that? How do it how do if you could give any advice on your journey from getting from I didn't know myself, I wasn't that happy to a place where I actually truly accept myself and I'm working on it. What is in the middle? What do you, how do you get there? Do you know what? It's, it's going to sound really strange, especially considering what I do now for a job, but I stopped listening. I stopped listening to everyone else and I started listening to myself. Because of the situation I was in, I was giving so much of myself away, whether it was friendships, whether it was relationships, whether it was the situation I was in with my mom, I was giving so much out. And then it wasn't until I started doing this work that I was like, okay, I can't listen to that you right now. I can't listen to what everyone else is telling me what I should be doing. I needed to kind of regroup with myself and be like, well, listen to me. Listen to what what do you need right now? Not what everyone else is telling me what that I need. What do I need? And it was that I think is key for me to like, especially now when I do have those bad days, it's like, what do I need? And oh, I think that's when I went down the whole kind of, you know, you do get the generic advice, you know, the meditation, the go for a walk. Like for me, they didn't, go, I mean, they're very, very powerful tools, but it was this, it was the connection. It was the conversation. It was, it's that. So I kind of not necessarily like I sit and talk to myself, but I listen to myself, not everyone it's else. It's, it's introspection, isn't it? I yeah. Guess that 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 so that power of just you just stopping and going what do i actually need i i i love this sort of analogy and i speak to about i speak to it with my clients if you if you and i went into a, if you actually if you said to me um you were you you said come over jules come over to my house and in your living room or your sitting room or whatever it was a just a it was a mess yeah. right and you asked me to clear the mess I would, I would know how to clear the mess. In fact, you would know how to clear the mess. In fact, anyone walking into that room would know how to clear that mess, right? You put the shoes in, in the shoe cupboard. You put the, the blanket on, you'd fold it up. You put the remote controllers by the TV. You would do all those obvious things. You take the, 
uh, the rubbish, put it in the bin and you clear the mess, right? We very rarely ever ask ourselves the exact question of how can I clear the mess? And I think it's, a, it's just a real simple question to ask ourselves. And, and, and when I had this, I had this real vulnerable conversation about this, right? And my friend, my friend was like, but what if you don't like the house you're living in? And the same question is, and that's a deep question, isn't it? Yeah. So like, and that's the reason why we don't clear the mess, right? Because if you love yourself, you ask the question, how do you clear the mess? But if you don't love the house you're living in, then you don't care about clearing the mess. And so I think there's, there's tapping into self-love and understanding uh, and doing those things, whatever that is, if it's all these little acts and like you said, the conversations and asking yourself and being kind to yourself. But if you could ask yourself that question, maybe this week, next week, today, whatever it is, if there's any mess I could clear, what would it be? And how would I do it? And what are my steps to doing it? And you're almost looking at your life almost like a like a small business. You're going, currently, this isn't profiting me. How could I make my, this profit my life right now? We don't sit down with ourselves enough. This conversation is probably one of the best that I've had on here. Oh, wow. Because it's, it's quite weird that I feel like you're speaking my language. Like, There's a lot of people that come on the show and you kind of like, oh, okay, like just really generic conversation. But this one's like challenging my thought process. And this is what I love. I, lo- I love this waffle so much because <laughs> this is what it does to me. Yeah. What did, what was what was the what was going through your thoughts when that when we were talking about that? It was just like okay, but there's there's things that I put in space, especially when you said about like the house. It's like, well, if you don't care about it enough, you're not going to clear it. So it's like, okay, well, how do I make myself care? How do I kind of kind of self respect in a way? To isn't it, isn't it interesting that I th- <laughs> to clear the mess? I don't think it's about loving yourself necessarily. I think. If you start to clear this, it's like a bit of an oxymoron. I think if you start to clear the mess, you love yourself more. So we think, oh, for me to start working myself, I have to love myself. But I actually think for you to love yourself, you have to start working on yourself. So it's that action to to start doing things for you that taps into, like we spoke about earlier, the worthiness. And then I actually, I'm starting to care about myself more, which means I love myself. I've had, I've worked with a 50-year-old client who hasn't put herself first in 30 years and then the, the act of just making herself a cup of coffee in the morning before she does everything else wow makes her feel work makes her feel good and she's like i don't know why i suddenly feel better today the act of of just putting the putting the bed sheets over or 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 going for a morning walk or reading or all these little things they will make you feel they will tap into i'm good enough so talking about the mess in the house and not loving <coughs> yourself so talking about the mess in the house and loving yourself, to love yourself, start by clearing the mess. And then when it's beca- when you start feeling more at ease with the house that you're living in, then you'll have room to love yourself more. And I think that's the power. That's the bridge. That's the bridge for me, if anything. And I know we're all different. It's powerful. Yeah. It, it's cool, isn't it? It's, 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 uh, this is getting me ticking as well. Yeah. But... It is. Honestly, I, I I wasn't expecting this at all. We waffled, didn't we? We <laughs> is what we do. But yeah. Honestly, for obviously for anyone listening who has 
you know enjoy, enjoyed this conversation please check out safe space because there is so much more than just this conversation there and the impact that you guys are having is phenomenal and it's it's I, I think when you said there about like oh you know the goals and stuff like that like if this is the kind of value that people I mean, I mean I'm just one person and I've genuinely been blown away by this conversation I can only imagine that the people like in that group that the value they are getting so if there's anyone here who wants to obviously go and check it out where can they find it Right, so because it's so new, safe space, the the website's coming is going to be up in on January the tenth. So it'll be it won't be up by probably the time this podcast goes out. But I, I can leave, I can leave you an email for, to get in touch. We're also on Instagram. We're all, I'm also personally on on Instagram and social. Any social you can find me. Uh, send me if, look, if people want, are going through anything, want to get in touch. Send me send me a message. Send me a direct message. I'm always in them. Um, and I also leave my uh, my our Cowdery coaches email for you if you want to whack it in the bottom of the podcast. Definitely. Um, but safe space is is really cool. We actually have a competition at the moment. I don't know this is going up. Um, if you tag a friend, whatever, we're giving three people a, f- a first free month with safe space um, for as like a Christmas gift, if you like. So if you check out the Instagram, you can maybe uh, join safe space for for the first month free. But um, either way, what what I'd love this conversation. Taylor, I've really appreciated uh, no, yeah, your, mate, your like, vulnerability as well. Definitely. Like you're an absolute dark. I've, I've loved it. Genuinely. Like I was really worried about it because I thought like, oh, I'm going to be coughing and spurting all the way through this. <laughs> but I haven't, had to, I haven't had to actually speak. So it's been great. Oh, because I've waffled too much. <laughs> well, no, I don't think you've waffled enough. No. Like, the amount of value I've took away from this and like the kind of thought process that I'm going to now take away from this, like what better way to start the day? Thanks, thanks for having me, Taylor. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much for joining me. It's been fun. Oh. <coughs> Mate, that was genuinely really, really, really good. I that, really, I, really enjoyed that. I can't believe that's an hour. I, I That just absolutely flew by. <laughs> oh, shit, yeah. That was great. <laughs> I didn't really the time. No, um, I literally looked at the time. 11, 11, what a sign. It, my my oh, mum does that. She goes, it's a sign, make a wish. And I'm like, wish for what? <laughs> But it's 11 You can't tell people. It won't come true. Oh, I'll never tell anyone. It's like an eyelash drops. You've got to gotta wish and blow the eyelash. <laughs> yeah. uh, but I, I'm sorry about your chest infection, man. Um, I'm so annoyed because I've, I've got another recording at two o'clock. I thought, oh, I'll do it today. Like, I'll do like, because these are like my last two of the year now. Um, yeah. And then that'll mean me done. And then literally yesterday, I think to be fair, I think I overdid it. Like, I had my Christmas party on Friday. And then I had drinks with my friends on Saturday. And then obviously the snow came down on Sunday. Um, yeah. So I think I've just kind of overdone it. And then I like woke up this morning and I was like, oh, why does this keep happening to me? But yeah. I, a, lot, a lot of people are getting unwell. It's um, so annoying because I, te- I tested. It was like, obviously it's negative. But then it's just like, well, I, yeah, I don't know. I'm just, I'm done. Done with it. Done. Uh, I hear you, but you'll you'll be back next week. No doubt. Oh, 100%. Never you'll be, doubt actually, it's probably better to be ill now before Christmas. So you'll feel fresh in Christmas, all those antibodies, whatever. All the, you'll be, are you on antibiotics? No. Oh, you're not. Well, to be fair, because it's only really been today. But if I don't ring my doctors at half eight, then there is absolutely no chance of getting in. Oh, fuck. Okay. So, no. Well, that's tomorrow's problem. Yeah, man. Whereabouts do you live? Uh, Coventry. 
Oh, cool. Nice, nice. Well, if you're ever in London, you, let, you need to let me know and we can go for a coffee. Definitely. Well, to be honest, I'll get in touch with you about that event. Obviously, there is absolutely no pressure whatsoever. <laughs> but yeah, we'll see. But um, mate, where, where is that? That's in London, right? You said Guild, Guildhall. Oh, no, no. In Coventry, that'll be. Oh, it's in, Co- it's in Coventry. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, come commentary. Yeah, I'll come and, um, I'll come and... Yeah, St. Mary's Guild. It's it, it's it's just brilliant. And I, I miss that kind of the connection of like the live audience and kind of Yeah. That having the conversation with everyone there. It's I think it like I love this, but I'd like I'm in that situation where like I want to challenge myself more and I love the vast one. And so I was like, right, okay. This is what I'm I do. I don't home. actually ever rest. And it's like, okay, I should be like sitting down but now i'm like okay what can i do to challenge myself so that's that's out of the comfort zone you learn a lot about yourself and that sort of stuff mate it's completely changed my life getting out of it yeah it's it, 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 it that that feeling that when you actually do something that you didn't think you were capable of is such a cool feeling you're like whoa i did that makes you feel again that's the tapping into the i'm worthy tapping into that i'm actually wow i can actually do i'm actually quite good i'm, I'm makes you proud of yourself doesn't it definitely which is a weird feeling to feel especially yeah. when you've never felt it before so yeah, it's nice for sure, for sure. well 100% it's 100% if you're ever in london and also with these i mean look what with with these we've basically what we're doing is creating a safe space website at the moment which is going to be like coaching and then your safe space meetups and we want we want to we basically want to create meetups that sort of follow a similar model to sort of aa in the sense yeah. that people will sit down and talk everyone gets involved and talks and tells their stuff and has a moment to talk. But like, if you, if you want to join on that journey and eventually help us create one in Coventry and help one create, uh, you know, then it may, I don't think you realize the impact that that's going to have. I've, I don't think I've ever heard of that before being done. Well, apart from, apart from AA, from AA yeah. but it's like, but people that it, the fact that it all starts with just a bad thought or a bad time, and then it all rolls on to then suicide or yeah. then mental health depression if you get people just going, I'm having a really shit time today and I don't feel very good about this. The offloading, yeah. I think, it, and knowing that you're not alone is that is the is the coolest part because that's that's that that's the that community thing. But I don't know how we don't really know how to start it. We're just going to start with one in London, do it again, do you know maybe you know, and then get loads of people keen yeah. to help around the country and around London and stuff, and then they run one, then they run the run, they run because it's non-profit. We're not making money from it. Yeah. So we can anyone can get involved. It's not like this. Oh, I'm we're we're running this event here and here. It's like you you're in East London. Would you be interested in holding one, even if it's three people? Yeah. You're there, and then imagine if they're like around the world. There's a hundred thousand going on a day, like because of just people just talking about. Look at the fire that's going now. Like I could literally yeah. see it in your face. Yeah. No, it's cool. I, I honestly, I felt I felt like this has been a, a brilliant, brilliant conversation. But I'm going to shoot because I feel like I really need to go and get some water. Go get some water. Great to chat. Um, um, and uh, yeah, stay in touch, okay? Definitely. Look Likewise. after that throat. Cheers. I know. <laughs> Mingin. See you, man. Uh, see you in a bit, mate. Bye-bye. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. 
Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. You've been listening to the Waffle Shop Podcast with me, Taylor James. Don't forget to hit that subscribe button and even leave a review. It means the world to me. See you soon.